They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike explore the amazing world of Japanese convenience stores. On this week's podcast, we round out our review of Christmas pre-orders at the Combini, finishing up with a look at Family Mart. We take a look at a chicky from Mini Stop. Pick out our winners and losers of the week, share some Combini resources, and then take a look at Ministop and their game changing partner contracts with Combini franchise owners. Now let's head over to the Combini. The Combini, the Combini, the Combini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are you doing this fine evening? Evening, that's right. We're switching things up today. Uh, it's evening here in Cambridge, morning over there in Kanazawa. Doing okay in my. Uh... Hoshinoya pajamas. Wow. With, uh, Elite pajamas. Yeah, anniversary gift uh, with a glass of wine. Yeah, so I'm sort of uh, living the Wall Street Journal life over here a little bit. Sorry <laughs> about that. How are things over with you? Yeah, it's going okay. Yeah, like I said, we're switched up. As you can see, I got the light illuminating my, my room Great. here. Yeah. Beautiful morning, sort of, in Kanazawa, overcast. That's as good as you can get. And, uh, Got a cup of Joe. So um, nice. Yeah. We'll uh we'll see how things go here with the flipperoo. But uh yeah, I'm just uh pretty excited. It's been a really busy week in terms of combini stuff. Uh, we got a lot on the plate today. So uh you wanna just uh jump right in? Okay, Mike. As usual, we're starting off here with the chicky wars, and this week we're talking about a combini that I don't know if we've talked about before, maybe in passing, and that is Mini Stop, not part of the big three, but they have a pretty good-looking chicky for us this week called the Basil Chicken. And uh, what this is, Mike, here, this is uh, actually not a fried chicky. This looks like it's more of a broiled chicky, Mm -hmm. but it's dusted with basil. Mm. What are your thoughts on this chicky here, Mike? Oh, well, I'm excited just to, you know, be looking at mini stop. Like you said, they're not the big three, but they are number four, um, but way mm. behind. Um, and there's not many around here. There used to be, but uh, can you, do you mind doing a little zoom in on that? Yeah, that, I'll uh, zoom right, right in. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Christ. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Boy. I'm really liking this. I've never seen the basil chicken mm. uh, before, but I love basil. Uh, and this just looks amazing. I'm actually excited that it's not uh, a standard fried chicken. This this broiled chicky looks really, really good. Yeah, it looks like it's bursting at the seams. We've talked about water balloon chickies before. This thing looks like it's barely hanging on, as if one more drop of juice was going to pop this thing. <laughs> and I like that you can see the skin, too. There's no oh. coating over this. You see the skin crispy and laid on it looks like a it looks like glass on top of that chicky there and yeah the basil (laughs) undoubtedly provides a sort of brightness a freshness to Mm -hmm. uh a juicy rich chicky so this looks outstanding from uh mini stop yeah i uh, let's we're gonna have to keep our eye on mini stop and maybe some of these other convenies i'm i'm really glad you picked this one up All right. And then in other news, what we got here is something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. This is out of Lawson, Mike, and it's not exactly a chicky. This is actually an (laughs) L chicky bun. 
So uh, this is a modular play here from Lawson. They're selling parts versus actual items at this point. I kind of right. see this as sort of an in-app purchase <laughs> at, the, at the convenient. You know, you, you get your chicky, and then uh, for an extra 72 yen, you can add on a bun to sandwich that chicky inside of. What are your, any thoughts on this? Oh yeah, I have many thoughts and many <laughs> memories of this as well. Oh. This is not a new item. Um, <laughs> I guess they just bring it back out every once in a while. This is a classic and I've bought it many times. They used to have oh. it when they first came out up by the chickies, they'd have the buns right there. Oh, so is that right? Give me the bun, yeah. And you make yourself what <laughs> one could only call a legendary chicken patty. Chicken patty. Mm-hmm. And this bun, as you can see, it's got a nice sheen on it. This is yeah. a this is a high quality bun. This is a buttery, this is a real bun right here. And um, I know it seems like it's not really that exciting, but you'd be surprised. You throw that fam or that L chicky in between there, and it adds a whole another level. It looks great, and yeah, that thing does have a shine on it. If I look close enough, I think I can see my reflection in that thing. It looks fantastic. <laughs> Um, so a little different, not exactly a chicky, but uh, an accessory to the El Chicky. Uh, that takes care of the chicky wars uh, this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think it's now on to the scoreboard. On to the scoreboard, that's right. And uh, Matt, this week, again, nothing exciting about the numbers. I'm not even going to sort of prep it. Family Mart 65, Lawson 48, 7-11, 124. Mm. This is, I mean, this is as standard as it gets. Uh, you know, anything. Par for the course. Yeah, par for the course. I don't think there's really much to say about it. So um, I say we just go right in like we did last week. Uh, before this, we've been, we would each pick up one thing that we'd like from each Kambini. But this week, as we did last week, we're actually going to do what we call the winners and losers. And so to start this week, I thought, let's switch it up and let's start with the loser. So mm-hmm. I wanted to start. Here we go. My loser for the week. Oh. I'm talking about the Sly Musubi. <laughs> the Sly Musubi. And this is an Omu rice flavored. Omu rice is a rice um, that's on top of sort of ketchup flavored rice. Um, I, I hesitate to call this a loser because I like slimes. Um, as you can tell, anybody who uh, you know knows a little bit about video games, this is a slime from the gaming series, the uh, Dragon oh, Quest. Dragon Quest, okay. The slime, the iconic character. And mm-hmm. I love Dragon Quest. I love the, the art. Uh, the artist who makes this is actually the same artist who did like Dragon Ball Z. He has a very mm-hmm. sort of uh, distinct anime style. And so I, I really hesitate. I, I don't want to call this a loser. Maybe this is my sort of interesting pick of the week. Mm. Um, so it's omurice flavored. I'm usually not a big fan of the omurice flavored uh, onigiris. And it doesn't look like it has any sort of wrapper on it. I'm, I'm not exactly mm. sure. Mm. No nori. So it looks like maybe mm. it's just a straight up you know, ball of the sort of mm-hmm. ketchup flavored rice. Mm-hmm. The packaging is beautiful. I love it. It's cute. And I, you know, you definitely want to buy it. But I think in terms of, you know, if they're going to collab, if they're going to do the slime, I'd like mm-hmm. for them to do something more exciting with, mm. with that property, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I think that's why I called it out as my, oh, and sorry, this is from Lawson, uh, my loser of the week. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter from Lawson's account, and uh, my reaction to it, I remember, you know, we're, we're not into cross humor here on the Convenient Boys, but it does decidedly 
look like a poop emoji. And uh, <laughs> my reaction to this was, am I supposed to wipe this up or eat it? It wasn't really clear to me. Um, I do like omurice onigiri. So I think the flavor is probably going to be there. But, uh, you know, I'm not super familiar with this Dragon Quest thing, but I, I trust you, Mike, that they could have done something a little bit more original. Wait a second, Matt. I've got a late-breaking info coming up here. This says <laughs> demi-glaze sauce and scrambled egg inside. Oh, boy. So wait a second. This slime boy, he's packing some demi-glaze sauce and some scrambled egg. Ooh, we got a bit of a trojan. This thing's packing some major heat here. This thing looks pretty boring, but demi-glaze sauce and scrambled eggs are sitting inside that thing? Wait a second now. Maybe, all right, we're going to have to rethink this. I'm going to stick to it, but maybe I'm going to take off the title loser. I'm just going to call this my sort of uh, the uh, the eight ball pick of the week. I, this, this thing's a mystery item for me. Okay, anyways, all right. Let's head on to your... All right, well, I'm not going to hesitate to call my loser a loser here. We got the 7-Eleven <laughs> chicken katsu sandwich here. This... What we're talking about here, this is a uh, bun, a, a sesame seed bun mm -hmm. with a fried chicken cutlet sandwiched in between. This is the most uninspired convenient <laughs> item I think I've ever <laughs> seen, um, which is a little bit strange because we did just embrace the El Chiqui bun, which is mm -hmm. kind of what this is, but this does not look right. like a chicky here. You can see it's no, right no, out. No. That thing's barely alive, probably been dead <laughs> actually for a couple of weeks. This is terrible. This thing is dying for an in-app purchase, a sauce, a uh, <laughs> slice of cheese, something to yeah. just lift this thing up. This is a loser here from 7-Eleven. I have no qualms about saying that. Mm -hmm. No, I, uh, yeah, this does not look great. Like you said, this is the, the B tier version of the, uh, the El Chiki with a bun. Yeah. yeah the, the katsu, the, the, the menchi katsu, the chicken menchi katsu, as you can see that it, you know, it's kind of, look at this, look at this chicken. I mean, it's kind of airy, you know, yeah, the bun, like I'm sure it's not bullet holes in it. What happened? <laughs> I'm sure it's not uh great, you know, and yeah, like you said, just uninspired. Just nothing really interesting about this one. Um, I'm sure yeah. it's fine, but you know, like if you're putting out 128 items a week, I mean, I was thinking maybe I need a you know GoFundMe campaign started for a case <laughs> of Red Bull for the 7-Eleven PD team because <laughs> they're cranking out boring stuff like this. It's that's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So enough with our with our non-picks. Let's go with our winners this week. So um, I'm going to show you my winner for the week. And mine is coming from 7-Eleven. Boom. This wow, is this. the... Mm. Hold up. Let me get it right. This is the steamed chicken rice porridge Korean garlic Ooh. soup. This is the, the steamed chicken. Uh, that's the uh, samgyatang, which is a Korean... Uh, dish uh, chicken dish chicken soup but it's with the okayu which is the rice porridge Ooh, and i don't think we've talked about okayu yet maybe we did but okayu is basically just rice porridge and it's a really refreshing dish uh and look at this i mean there's nothing fancy about this right you got the you got the okayu you got that steamed chicken you got the mm -hmm. garlic shreds and then you got looks like a little bit of negi a little bit of onion there it's starting to get a little chilly. 
And I could think of nothing better than on sort of a cold morning, afternoon, evening, uh, rice porridge is, you know, you can eat it for breakfast, uh, having this. And um, yeah, I just thought, you know, we've been given 7-Eleven a bunch of hate as well recently. And I just want to say, you know, within that whole smattering of items, they do have some winners in there as well. And so uh, this is what I picked for my winner this week. This, uh, gosh, I was kind of tearing up as you were talking about this, Mike. This, this is, uh, this is an elegant item. This is a beautifully simple, elegant item. Simple home cooking here. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked this is out of 7-Eleven. This, this is right up my alley as well. I love just like a really heartwarming soup. That's simple, and it doesn't get much more uh, simple than okayu and uh, steamed chicken. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all in on this product here. Great choice. Thanks. All right. And finally, going for your winner this week. Boom. Oh, boy. Yep. So what we got here, this is out of Family Mart. This is the garlic pepper chicken cartilage. Oh. Um, and really, this is sort of... Um, to kind of honor you here, Mike, um, you know, you Thank got you. me into chicken cartilage. I was not into it until uh, you got me into it. I remember <laughs> watching you gnaw on a bone like you was you were an alley cat and uh, chomping down. <laughs> you taught me the satisfaction of chomping into that soft but somehow crunchy cartilage. Mm. Just uh, such a unique texture and you really just wind up gnawing on that bone cleaning it until it's uh you know your spit shine in that bone and um i just have now grown to love it i i now eat all the cartilage off of my chicken wings and mm-hmm. it's just one of the treats i have and here we have just pure chicken cartilage garlic pepper flavored out of family Ooh. bar Matt, thank you so much. This is, like you said, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Torinankotsu, a.k.a. chicken cartilage. Let's see, this is a, it's a little bag that you take them home. It's a taker-homer. Um, and um, yeah, like you said, cartilage. So one of my one of my few joys in life now, besides the kombini, is uh, every once in a while, maybe once a month, I'll take an order up to old Zappy Pizza. And I'll get a pizza <laughs> and a side of Tori Nankotsu chicken cartilage. And uh, like I said, you just those are a little bit smaller. This is a more sort of, uh, these are some big chicken cartilage bits, but uh, I love it. And the garlic and peppery mm. oil. Now that sounds mm. amazing. Look mm. at that. Oh, I can just imagine just, catch, just mm. smashing through those with my teeth. Thank you, Matt. This is an amazing item. I might have to go and pick this up. This is Family Mart. Ooh, looks amazing. Nice mm. call. Thank you. And I salute you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right. So I think that wraps us up for the scoreboard and the winners and losers this week. Um, I think that uh, next, Matt, we're going to be heading into our lead story, right? That's right, Mike. We're going into our lead story, and this is a follow-up from the last two weeks. We've been looking at the Christmas menus out of each of the big three. So last Mm -hmm. week, we looked at Lawson. The previous week, we looked at 7-Eleven. Today, we're looking at Family Mart. They were a little late to the game, Mm -hmm. releasing their menu. Finally, it came out last week, and we took a deep dive into it, and we want to share 
with our listeners exactly what Family Mart's going to be offering up for Christmas mm-hmm. this year. So let me just pull up the homepage. Now, there are a couple ways to view this. Um, First, as you can see, Mike, you you have to remind me, uh, there's a gentleman here with two toddlers pictured uh, as part of the uh, front page of their catalog. He's dressed in a green sweater, uh, hair of a Christmas tree, and holding two golden utensils. Mike, I I understand this is a famous gentleman. Who, Who is this character again? This is a very famous gentleman. So like like you saw at 7-Eleven, we had uh, the Johnny's Boy Band um, that was there. Uh, King and Prince. Well, this right here, this is the <laughs> famous, very famous Shingo Katori. He was previously part of SMAP, which was the, wow. at the time that it disbanded a couple years ago, which was like a nas- nationwide, this is a day of mourning. Um, when SMAP disbanded. So now he's sort of a free agent doing his own thing. But yeah, he was also formerly in a, a Johnny's uh, boys band as well. But um, so this is a big, you know, he's a superstar, superstar. So it's a big get uh, for Family Mart here. And, um, you know, a few parts to the menu. We're going to dive Ooh. into the cakes in a second because that's really what we want to talk about. But before we get mm-hmm. to the cake, you got to talk about the chicky. So oh. all Conveni are offering chicky. I got to tell you, Mike, this array from Family Mart is blowing me away. This is a three, this is a, they got three kinds of chicky on their platter. They got the bone-in broiled chicky, they got the bone-in fried chicky, and then of course they have the fammy chicky. Mm. No bone, the boneless fammy chicky. Mm. Mike, um, I'm gonna be honest, if, 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 if uh, God forbid I ever wind up on death row, but if this is my, if I, if I ever have a last meal, this is going to be it. I want these chickies, all three types in that bucket sitting in front of me. I'm just going to chow down and I'll go a happy man. This looks outstanding. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I love this. This is by far the best chicken array that we've seen so far. The only thing, three to six people personally, like you're saying, I would want to just handle this by myself. Absolutely. Just boom, 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 boom. Just knock Absolutely. these out. Although it's a hefty, you know, what it looks like, you got three of each. I mean, that's three of each. It's nine pieces of big chicken there. Yeah. 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 No, beautiful. Best chicken we've seen so far, for sure. Totally. Um, And now let's dive into the party mix. Um, So what uh, Family Mart is using, you probably hear the uh, clicking there. I apologize for that for our listeners. They have a digital Mm -hmm. catalog. Um, You know, this thing is like the Gap, their quarterly catalog. This thing's 40 pages here. (laughs) And uh, they have their party food, nothing super interesting, very similar to the other convenient. They have some salad, they have some sliced meats. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The only thing that really stands out to me are two things here. They have sushi, which we haven't seen from the other convenient. They do have a nice no. array of sushi. And then they have a pizza. Mm-hmm. And Mike, uh, we were both struck by the price of this pizza. This is a thousand yen four cheese pizza that I believe is nine inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a person who consistently, you know, feels the pain of buying pizza in Japan, you know, I yeah. think you had a positive reaction to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this might be, besides Costco, might be the best bang for your pizza buck in Japan. Um, You know, normally a nine-inch pizza, that's going to run you about 30 bucks. So 10 bucks, I mean, this is is unbelievable. Like you were saying, I might... (laughs) One might want to stockpile uh, pizza if possible, because um, you're not going to be finding a deal like this uh, 
in many other places. This is, I'm really excited about that. All right. Now let's get down to brass tacks here. We got to talk cake because Mike, they have all kinds of cake here. They have, they have the cream strawberry cake, the whipped cream strawberry cake. And that, in fact, they have about five kinds of the same exact cake. I don't know how they pulled that off. They got the Mont Blanc cake. They got the Hokkaido cheese cake. They got the, they got the Yule log. They got the creme brulee cake. They got the chocolate square cake. They got the matcha cake. They got the, uh, this thing caught us here. This was the, uh, Midufu. How do you pronounce this? Milfoy? Milfoy, right? Milfoy. Yeah. Anyway, it's covered in almonds. It looks fantastic. Um, Yeah. I'd, I'd just like to make a comment on this. Yeah. yeah. I got to say for me, this is the most like, interesting looking cake that we've seen of all the of all the combinis as soon as i saw it i just thought wow i'd love to see what's inside that thing you know with those almonds on the bit i just gotta say great great uh presentation on this cake beautiful it's it's absolutely outstanding and then you got the classic tay bon cake the standard mm. cake here mike and um you know, we've been looking at dimensions and yes. prices on these cakes here. And uh, we got to take a look yep. at Family Mart's dimensions and pricing. Mm-hmm. So um, first, let's just give a quick description of what this cake is. It's a sponge cake. Mm-hmm. You got a layer of sponge. You got a layer of whip with strawberry slices in the whip. Mm-hmm. You got another layer of sponge. Then you got a layer of whip. And then it's topped with two little uh, dop doplets. I don't know what the mm-hmm. word is there of whip and a strawberry. So it's not as sophisticated as what we're seeing coming out of Lawson or even Seven Eleven for that matter. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk dimensions. This yeah, what a, are we looking at? This is a the height is twelve point three centimeters. Mm-hmm. Significantly taller, they're claiming than the other cakes we've looked at. And the uh, they're not saying they're not saying diameter. They're saying width and depth. We're gonna give them benefit. We're gonna use the bigger number. We're gonna use the depth number here. Fifteen point eight centimeters. Okay. All okay. right. It's still a pretty small cake here, but Mike, uh, I did a little analysis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you I'd got like to introduce our audience to this analysis here? Because sure, I wanted to to see you know what is the uh, price per cubic centimeter of these cakes? Okay. <laughs> And compare convini by convini, convini by convini. So here we have we have our, we have our three convini family mart, Seven Eleven, Lawson. Let's take a look at family because that, that's what we're talking about here. Their radius is we're gonna say it's the depth, it's seven point nine centimeters. Mm-hmm. Height twelve point three. There's a volume of two thousand four hundred eleven cubic centimeters. Their price two thousand nine hundred eighty yen. That's one point two four yen per cubic centimeter okay all right 7-eleven same Oof. again using the the equivalent tabon cake whipped cream strawberries 2.53 yen mm. centimeter double almost double actually more than double yeah and then lawson again the wow. same cake 4.24 yen per cubic centimeter for our u.s listeners that mm-hmm. translates to for Family Mart twenty point seven cents per cubic inch. Seven mm-hmm. Eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's yen. Forty four point mm-hmm. six yen per cubic inch, and Lawson seventy two yen per cubic inch. 
And my question to you here, Mike, is how many yeah. cubic inches do you think you get in a, in a, in a fork full of cake? Huh. That's an, I'd say two cubic inches, maybe. That's what I would think as well. So if you're eating a Lawson Christmas cake, every bite you take is a buck 50. Wow. You're eating a buck 50 every bite. Oh my. Oh my. And that's their cheap cake, not their, not their, not the premium. I don't even want to run these. I don't want to run the numbers on that. That, that would just, I think it would break our hearts. I got to say one thing, first off, amazing analysis. I'm glad that we, uh, we finally looked this. The only thing I'd like to say, there might be a slight issue with, you see that 7-Eleven, we got a little bit of a- it's a, It tapers, it tapers. It tapers a little bit, so it might be a little bit more. But the question is, is Lawson four times better than Family Mart? It's hard to say. Lawson, no doubt, when it comes to sweets, they are the king and the queen, the king and the prince. They are the champion. So I got to say, if looking at these cakes, if you were asking me which one I want, I want that Lawson cake. But now that we got the numbers in front of us. I kind of agree with you here, Mike. Uh, I think Lawson, especially, it's got the Uchi Cafe label right on it. That is a stamp of high quality. But uh, at, the, at the same time, we're talking about whipped cream, sponge cake, and strawberry. Um, there is zero difference between any of these cakes except the 7-Eleven, as you mentioned, tapers at the top. I am struck by the height of yeah. the Family Mart cake. They're claiming this thing is 12.3 centimeters tall. 7-Eleven was 6. Lawson was 5.3. I you know am what? skeptical of it the might height be, of that cake. It might be one is measuring just the cake. One is Ooh. including that could. Oh, boy. I don't want to, we, we shouldn't get it. It's All too right. much. We, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll have to crunch the numbers again. <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, Christmas action uh, that we had out of Family Mart uh, this week. Um, so, yeah. And uh, so, as you know, Christmas still two months away. So you got plenty of time to get in there and get your pre-order in. I don't know how long you have to get in advance. Maybe they're sold out. But uh, if you're in Japan, you want to pre-order, take your time, look things over. And then, uh, yeah. Put in your pre-order for hundred dollar cake. All right, all right, Matt. Well, um, that yeah, finished up our lead story for the week. And um, this week, I thought that uh, like last week, we could pull open the mailbag again. Uh, the mailbag, you know, just taking a, a look at um, some of the interaction that we've had with uh, with people online and um, some of the followers and people that we're following on on Twitter, especially. So um, yeah, Matt, um, I think that uh, you you had a couple things you wanted to pick up this week. Yeah. Um, first, just a thanks to everybody interacting with us on Twitter and listening to the podcast. Um, just yeah. want to give a quick uh, shout out to Riane on Twitter. She gave a great review of the Fami Chicky five out of five stars, even managed to work in that wobble, mm. uh, trademark wobble of the Fami Chicky in a video review. Yeah. Also, uh, the we, we conducted an Ume Boshi versus Tuna Mayo poll and mm -hmm. the Tuna Mayo Onigiri won decisively against yes. Meboshi Onigiri. Mike, I shared that this was actually my number two, I think, convenient item many episodes ago. I I labeled the Umeboshi Onigiri the Wade Boggs of convenient mm -hmm. items, uh, legendary mm -hmm. item. You don't... Oh, yeah. Stats pile up, but you don't know it while <laughs> they're playing. So uh, a little surprised, but um, hey, the, 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 the listeners the have, have spoken. spoken. People have yes. spoken. Um, um, and then, Mike, we have a couple of resources or people, folks out there that are doing yeah. some spectacular work in the convenient world that we also wanted to give a shout out to. Who, who are these folks, Mike, that we want to get people into? 
All right. Yeah. I'm just going to pull this up. So first person we're talking, we're talking the legend. This guy is the <laughs> legend, the first probably just, I mean, when it comes to Combini <laughs> online, we're talking about super salary, man. He is really the, I'd say the foremost sort of daily reporter of Combini items. This is his website. I'd recommend everyone to go here. Super salary demand this with a D at blogspot.com. And he just has in-depth looks at items every day. And look at this. I mean, pretty much every day, you know, just in October, 46 posts in uh, September, 58 posts. And these are, these are serious posts. Like, look at this. I mean, check this one out, Matt. Sorry. I just want to show you like, all right, we get everything. We get the nutritional value. We get the look, we get a picture with it in the spoon. And I mean, I just, yeah, everyone, I'd say check out Super Salaried Man on Twitter. Uh, it is salaried on man underscore S. His website, it's in Japanese. Don't be freaked out by that. If you don't read Japanese, like Mike said, he has awesome photos. Just click into the articles and you'll get a ton out of it. You'll learn a load about the Konbini from Super Salaried mm-hmm. Man. And then one other shout out in, uh, in Konbini Resources is uh, MB Melodies, Patrick St. Michelle. He's been writing in a bi-weekly uh, article on the Kombini in the Japan Times Kombini Watch. And uh, this is awesome. I mean, this has been, he's been doing it for about six years, it looks like. And so, you know, when it's only one article per two weeks, it really gives you a chance to sort of like think about what, not just like your favorite item, but what's kind of like the trend and what's going on in there. So I, I really recommend everyone to, uh, to check this out. I mean, there's, there's tons to look through. And um, yeah, so if, you know, we give a lot of opinions, um, but uh, there's a lot of people who are, who are, you know, covering the Combini as well. And so definitely uh, be sure to check them out as well. Awesome. So um, yeah, and I guess that uh, takes us over now, Mike, to Combini news uh, yeah. to wrap up today's episode. And Mike, uh, we do have a pretty big story this week again related to mini stop what's the what's the headline this week mike trying to change the combini industry a challenge from fourth place so mm. like you said this is mini stop we haven't covered i'm glad that we picked them up to start basically mini stop as we said number four one of the small guys compared to the big three and what we're looking at here is this is fujimoto shacho and he's making a big move from fourth place. First off, I'd just kind of like to focus on this picture. Look at this guy. <laughs> that guy means Seems he's giving a he's giving a press conference. He's got a he's got his desk, he's got his lamp. He's out in front of just your old normal uh when is he doing mini that stuff. From a parking lot? <laughs> it would seem so. And he's also, you know, he's got the the face shield as well. No, I think this is some sort of photoshopped Perfect image, background. but um yeah, it's gotta be. Seem kind of interesting. Um, but uh, anyways, what's going on, Matt, is we've been talking a lot about, you know, the strain and the, the pressure on the franchise owners yep. and how they're starting to fight back. And so Ministop, as you can see right here, what they said is basically he's uh, had a big regret of not looking over and sort of um, redoing their, their structure of their contracts in the past 40 years. So what they're talking about is sort of flipping the whole script. Mm. So as you know, the Combini industry as it is looks like this, and this is pretty standard for franchises in general. Basically, the franchise contracts with the, uh, with the head office, they pay some sort of fee 
they have their sales and then they have to pay the royalty out of those sales to the head office. So mm-hmm. even if their mm-hmm. sales are low, they're still paying a certain amount. Maybe they're or in the even red. if it, in the red, they exactly. still have to pay some fee to the headquarters. Exactly. But now here's what we've got now. They're calling it the partnership, not the franchise contract, the partnership contract. And so how this will go is basically they have their, their rough, you know, their raw uh, sales. They will first deduct their costs, you know, for example, for uh, hiring, for employees and for, you know, rent and stuff like that, deduct that. And from there, they'll share the profits so it'll be a cut of the profits instead of the sales. So I don't know, Matt, this seems really exciting. What, what are your thoughts on this story? Yeah, a couple of thoughts. First, uh, I still am struck by how far this movement has come. This began, I think, with uh, Matsumoto, Mr. Matsumoto mm-hmm. at 7-Eleven, who just wanted to shut down for a couple hours in the middle of the night so he wouldn't, he could take, take some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, 7-Eleven, of course, went to war with this guy. And now Mr. Matsumoto has started a movement that is really making change here, starting with Ministop. And Mm -hmm. Ministop, you know, they're like, like you said, they're fourth place in terms of the convening numbers and way down in fourth place. They're not even close to to number three. But I wonder if this will attract more people to want to mm-hmm. open a franch, a mini stop franchise, knowing that, okay, um, if my sales are down one month, especially now during the pandemic where sales are hurting mm-hmm. across Conveni, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in something closer to a partnership where it's not sales, but profit that gets uh, a percentage shipped over to headquarters. So. Yeah, this is uh, a striking move by Ministop, and in the long run, it very well could be a smart move for Ministop, and one that could influence the other big three. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is going to have big implications, and if if they succeed, I mean, it'll probably change the way things work across the board, I would assume, because, yeah, it seems that, you know, if you can sort of share the burden a little bit with, with the franchises, I mean you know, who wouldn't want to uh, open a mini stop. So um, yeah, this is really exciting. And um, yeah, I just like the idea of a partnership, you know, um, taking the load off the franchise. And um, yeah, so we'll have to see, who knows, maybe Matsumoto, he'll have something to say about this. Maybe he'll be back in business as a, as a mini stop soon. But um, so that's it for the, uh, for the news this week. All right, Mike. So that uh, wraps up today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you have uh, something, if you'd like to reach out to us on social media, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Please check us out on those platforms. We also Mm -hmm. post uh, the podcast to YouTube so you can see exactly what we are talking about. So check Mm -hmm. us out on there. Uh, If you like the podcast, please subscribe, give us a review. That helps other people find the podcast. And um, I guess that wraps it up for this week, Mike. Mm -hmm. So until next week, I'll see you at the convening. See you at the convening.